Welcome to the Wildlife Podcast, where we discuss our holistic approach to wellness and connect with experts across what we have defined as the eight dimensions of wellness. Yeah, today our guest is Lizzie, the owner of Lift with Lizzie. She's helping women ditch the diet and fall in love with their fitness lifestyle for good. Thanks for joining us today, Lizzie. Thank Happy you for having you. me. Um, we all connected. I know I connected with you kind of a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, during COVID. Uh, TJ, prior to that, happy to have you on today. Yeah. Appreciate I'm it. I'm so excited to be here. It's yeah. like full circle for me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, <laughs> right, just to give a briefing, I remember during COVID, um, right, when all gyms kind of went to hell and everything closed down, right, and you were training, in the, or not independently, you were training for corporate, right, right. in another place, and you took the mm-hmm. leap, and we kind of filmed a couple things, but bought that that online training kind of um, guideline to, yeah. to kind of just see what it was about. And I know you were serious about it. So right. I remember us just chatting back and forth and I was like, go for it, go for it. And you, you did it, you know, it's wild. Yeah. Um, so now you have the business, you know, for really, yourself. Good point. I know we literally just talked about, hey, what are we kind of first gonna start the podcast yeah. with? But let's not go to that first. Let's kind of talk about you, right? Mm-hmm. Intrigue yourself, kind of what, what you do now, how you, how you pivoted during, during COVID or kind of how you transitioned into what, how you're working today with Lift with Lizzie. Yeah, so I started working as an in-person personal trainer back in 2017, I believe. And, you know, it was great until COVID happened, right? All the gyms closed. And as you guys know, as personal trainers yourself, like, we were like, okay, now what? Like, we literally can't train our clients. We can't go to the gym. What do we do? Um, So it was sort of like a blessing in disguise for me. Like, I I took the chance. I started my own online health and fitness coaching business. Mm -hmm. um, And... Three years later, here we are helping over 500 women change their lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been it's been a blessing in disguise for, you know, COVID happening for me. I know that's not the case for everybody, but it was yeah. for me. No, of course. <laughs> I think that that, that no. just some people had to be advantageous of the situation. Right? right. So you're working in this industry. Gyms are shut down. All right. What are you going to do? You can either not do anything or try to pivot. Right. And kind of take advantage or just make it an opportunity time for you. Also, it's not just an opportunity for you. I think that everyone on the opposite yeah. side of that yeah. was looking for something, right? They needed they needed fitness. They wanted to still be able to stay in a regimen. They wanted to train. So you just were being able to provide that. I exactly. think some people miss miss that mark. Yeah. So congrats to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It so, was it was it was good. So right, we wanted to ask, we always like to start off with our guests. Um, first and foremost, what's wellness to you, right? Personally, it can be how you apply anything in your daily life, how you think of certain things, right? But how would you define wellness to you, personal wellness? That's a great question. Wellness to me, when I think about wellness, I think of like the mental and physical state of somebody Mm -hmm. throughout their lifetime, right? Um, You know, you want to, you know, feel good both mentally and physically and your physical and mental health definitely go hand in hand, right? So when you're not showing up for yourself, when you're not feeling confident, when you're not feeling strong, like that takes a hit Mm -hmm. on your wellness, you know? just your overall well-being. So I think a lot of a lot of it has to do with like your nutrition. A lot of it has to do with your training. It has a lot to do with showing up for yourself all day every day even when you don't want to. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that's those are great points. I kind of I think that falls in line with the holistic approach that we mm-hmm. talk about here and kind of how we define uh, wellness. But how about what's your approach first? And I think we'll talk about how you talk about that with clients, but for you, how do you kind of take care of yourself from a wellness standpoint? Yeah, so I mean, 
do you want me to go into how like I started within yeah, like my yeah, own fitness journey? Let's go deep. What okay. made you yeah, yeah. get to <laughs> you, right? Like lift with Lizzie. Yeah. Right. And then what optimizes you, right? Yeah. So it got you to a point. Then how do you know, like, okay, how do I, how am I, has Lizzie the best I can be every day? Right. Right. Be it yeah. sleeping well or drinking water. Like, right. It, it literally yeah. is, it is the small, it is those small things, right? The yeah. sleeping, the hydrating, right? Um, but for me, you know, growing up in Long Island, you know, all the all the kids in high school, they're all good at sports, right? If you're not good at sports, then what do you do? Um, I was one of those people. I was not great at sports, so I had to find something else to do, and I found the gym, and I fell in love with strength training at a young age. I think I was like 15 years old. I was at like, what am I, 28 now? So over 10 years mm -hmm. now that I've been doing this. Um, and Personally, it's changed my life. Um, I remember when I first started my health and fitness journey, it was very, it was more of like a restrictive approach because you know, when you go on like bodybuilding.com, yeah. right? Everyone used to start there, I feel like. And you would have to follow all of these crazy plans that like, you know, com com people who compete use, right? Restrictive dieting, working out six, seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. And that just was not it for me. You know, mm -hmm. over time, you get burnt out, you don't feel that great. Um, so I wanted to find a different approach that was more sustainable, more flexible, and that sort of where it brought me to where I'm at today and what I do for other women. It's help them find that balance within their lifestyle when it comes to their nutrition, their fitness, but also like their own self-care and their mm -hmm. personal life as well. Cool. Yeah. So I guess with that, what are your best kind of wellness routines that you do? So I think number one thing that I really love and that I, I really try to get all my clients to do is like for when you wake up in the morning, get outside, go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Even if it's five or 10 minutes, a little bit goes such a long way. Mm -hmm. um, for me, especially, I find the days that I don't start my day with a walk, I feel more stressed. I for, feel more anxious and I feel like I'm procrastinating most of the day anyway. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know, what are some things that you guys like to do for, for your own wellness? Do you guys like to start your day with a walk or do you guys start your day in a different way? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think for me, right, being still training, right, physically and getting up and having like kind of those sessions run my, my morning and my life for the most part, I think it's making sure I get up and just have 10 minutes to breathe for a second before I hop in the shower and get up to go, right? right? But I think it's still... I'm automatically thrown into it just because my brain is already going, right, for like, okay, cool, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at just saying like, Nope, we're here. Boom, we're in it, right? I could come in and you feel groggy and tired, but you're already in talking to somebody, laying someone else's session out and doing something else and figuring out how to how to plan that and make sure, right? I think it's it starts with the kind of the night before, you know, as limited yeah. as time can be in the middle of either, right, trying to find food to eat, get your bedtime routine going, get set up for the next yeah. day. It's just like, whether it's not like physically laying an outfit out, it's just putting a couple points mentally together, right? Having right your idea, knowing right what your morning the next day is going to look like. Having an outfit for that 4:30 workout the next day because you know that you have sessions, classes, content from 6 a.m. to 3:30 p.m. Yeah, right? So it's just setting yourself up for success. Yeah, yeah that's I a huge thing. Like the morning routine, the evening routines, mm -hmm. right? Like planning ahead is really the key to success. Like if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, and that's yep. something that I, I teach my clients all the time, right? Yeah. Because your health and fitness is not just something that you can wing. You really need to like yeah. educate yourself and learn about these things mm -hmm. and plan ahead of time and think ahead to set yourself up for that success. And yeah. that's that goes to say like your health and fitness is not just something you do for a short amount of time. It's something that you literally are going to do from like today till the day that you die, right? Oh, <laughs> I think that's what we try to talk about a lot is 
how that's why we asked about kind of this definition of wellness right what's wellness mean to someone because when we see wellness it's not this one-off visit to a spa it's not one workout it's not one walk uh Mm -hmm. in a park or something right it is this lifelong activities Mm -hmm. that you're doing that are going to help you optimize your well-being so it's what are you doing every day what plan do you have in place to help you move better to help you eat better to help you hydrate um that's that's what we need to have in place in Mm -hmm. order to to optimize our well-being kind of for our entire life. Absolutely. It's not going to be ever-changing, but you kind of have to come back to that plan yeah. and show it's in place forever. Yeah, and that's why I, like, love what you guys did here because it really is, like, you know, like, the full part of, like, a healthy lifestyle, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not just the training. It's not just the nutrition. You guys are really helping everyone do more than that, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the type of women that we – really want to work with are those who are looking for that long-term lifestyle change. You know, when I talk to someone, you know, of course I ask them what their goals are, I ask them what their cha- their challenges are, but at the end of the day, I'm like, are you looking to make a long-term lifestyle change or are you looking for a quick fix? Because if you're looking for a quick fix, you're, that this is not a good fit for us, you yeah. know? Well, I just saw or heard a statistic today, right, that most people, or, or I'll give the number, but 90% of people that start mm-hmm. uh, a fitness journey fail mm-hmm. yeah right and a lot sure. of that is right they're not working with a, a good dedicated trainer they're probably trying to yeah. do it themselves they're not going to a program they're not mm-hmm. they don't have the plan in place to help them succeed but it's that it's hard right <clears throat> so you don't have the accountability you're not working with Liz, yeah. you're not working with tj right you're not doing these things you don't have that trainer coach to fall back on to kind of keep you accountable right. you're not gonna it's hard it's easy to fall off because yeah. it is hard i feel it like is. i feel like they also <laughs> think of it as a fitness journey mm-hmm. it's its own entity and that you're either in it or out of it, right? It becomes like that either obsessive or it's like I, I have mentality. to be there and doing yeah. it all the time where it's like, no, it's just something you adopt into your life and you're just physically working, mentally working, right? Energetically working to be in a better spot throughout the day. Eat a little bit better. Get a little bit more movement in, right? Do more, do more until, you know, a year out, yep. you've dropped whatever amount of weight or you've gained whatever amount of weight, you've gotten this much strong, you've done this and then the whole life has changed with all those intangibles and tangibles that you've put into place and then it's like... Um, it's crazy how it, how it all happens without some people realizing it rather than if you push it off, right? right. And kind of live against it. Um, right. But I was actually going to ask you, next question was, right, you you have such a cool way of preaching balance, right? You're, you're always, your Instagram stories <laughs> always stuck out to me with, um, right, you line the days up, you have your daily stories, but it's like, oh, protein in the coffee, right? All these easy little tips and then having, okay, hey, I'm eating a freaking a bowl of honeycomb at night or something. Not, not that exactly, but like a yeah. slice of pizza. Be like, as you got, a brownie. Yeah, like got this fitting in for my thing today. I had this many carbs left for my thing, right? right. You were a big macros person right. and someone Still that am, yeah. doesn't, you don't just eat, right, crap and just right. fulfill the macros. You eat nutrient-dense food, right? But I wanted to kind of hit on that, right? How do you, or how have you found yourself coaching these people on their own kind of individual like physical wellness and, and nutrition and, and right workouts um, right. without being either too harsh on the agenda to pull them from what they're doing, right? And let them know that it's okay. Is there any approach that you use or just give me some, some tidbits on that, that yeah. whole topic kind of, you know? Yeah, well, let me first start by saying most people have this all or nothing mentality when it comes to their health and fitness. You know, they're either all in or they're all out. And the reason why is because they're following such restrictive plans where they can't enjoy their favorite foods. Mm -hmm. You know, if they go out to a social outing, like, you know, happy hour with friends or date night with their boyfriend or girlfriend, like they get, they get stressed and they feel guilty afterwards. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's where the majority of people are. They're stuck in this all or nothing mentality with their health and fitness where 
we really need to work on mindset with a lot of our clients, right? They ha we have to teach them that balance, that more flexible approach and that lifestyle approach that is going to last long term. So in terms of nutrition, right? Like we don't give our clients meal plans per se, but we teach them, you know, the 80-20 rule, right? So yeah. that means like 80% of your nutrition, 80% of your food is going to come from more nutrient-dense whole foods, right? Like fruits, vegetables, protein, thing like things like that. Whereas the other 20%, like, yeah, you can have the pizza, you can have the cookies, you can have the ice cream. You want a glass of wine? Cool. You can make that fit. And that's the beautiful thing about macros, which mm -hmm. you brought up before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, right, macros, just simple carbs, proteins, and fats, right? right. So she does a great job of kind of allocating that for her clientele to bring them to a lifestyle that they're not so restrictive on, right? Um, so yeah, that's a huge part. It's a yeah, huge part it just which, leads you know. itself to kind of balance, <clears throat> which yeah. is kind of what you, pre you, you preach overall, right? Is right. this balance in your life, now balance in your nutrition, balance in your workouts? Yeah, yep. I mean, that's this, I, I show people like what I do, right? Like how mm -hmm. do I make this a sustainable, sustainable part of my mm -hmm. life, right? Like I'm teaching them the same guidelines that I use for myself. Um, so, you know, in terms of training, like most people think they have to work out seven days per week, right? Whereas three days a yeah. week is just as optimal. Mm -hmm. And most people don't have the time in their schedule to work yeah. out seven days per week and they can't stay consistent with that. So they get discouraged, right? So most of our clients work out three or four days per week and get great results. You know, you don't have to overdo it. And mm -hmm. I think most people think that you have to do all of the things when each week, just try to get at least 1% better. Like that's, that's what it really comes down to. And like how you mentioned earlier, like you start small, you meet someone where they're at, and by the end of the year, they have a whole new lifestyle, they have a whole new physique, right? A whole new mindset too. And that's the beautiful part about coaching. Yeah, that's great. How often are you or your coaches, are you meeting with your with your clients yeah. kind of to do accountability, to check in? Yeah, so. Real quick before that, yeah. give us, right, just give us an intro to like how many coaches do you have, right? How kind of big is your, is yeah. your online training business before you go into that? Just to give like a perspective on, um, it's been three years, almost three, three years, years. exactly. Kind of what you built. Yeah, yeah, yeah almost three years. <laughs> well, it started out with just me and only me wearing all of the hats, doing all the things. Um, but over time, it became too much. So I had to start looking for outside help. Um, so I hired my first assistant coach uh, over a year ago. I think it was January that I hired her uh, last January. Um, and then I hired my second assistant coach back in August. And I just hired my third assistant coach literally last week. <laughs> so we are growing very rapidly. Um, like I said, we've been able to help over 500 women at this point over the last three years. Um, and you know, people are continuously joining and it, it's, it's a blessing. Like nothing, nothing like warms my heart more than like helping a woman like build that confidence and strength and inside and out. Um, so three assistant coaches, myself, um, what was the other question that you asked? Uh, kind of their, yeah. the typical program you have for them. So how are you checking in with them? Right. Right. You or the other coaches? Yeah. So all of our clients have 24 seven text access to us. So we're talking to our clients multiple times throughout the week, but when it comes to like their one-on-one -on -one check in, we do that on a, on a once a week basis. Right. So it's much more comprehensive, right? We're reviewing their progress, mm -hmm. both mentally and physically. We're reviewing their adherence to their training and nutrition protocols, which are completely tailored to their needs and their lifestyle specifically. We are reviewing, you know, their biofeedback. So like their digestion, their hunger, their stress, their energy, um, and giving them full feedback on a weekly basis on the things that they're doing really well, like keep, keep going, keep doing yeah. it, 
but we also need to talk about the things that need to be worked on and how we're actually going to improve those things and what things do we need to tweak to get at least, again, 1% better in the next upcoming week. So they always have a blueprint for what they need to do, and they have that support and accountability seven days throughout the week, which, you know, sets us apart from other programs out there, I feel. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, we want to get into a little, right, as we talk about kind of the training, how you're meeting with your clients, mm -hmm. a little bit of like, how, how do we program, right? We're big on the strength training aspect here. Uh, we believe that should be the foundation of training. You may have a whole different belief, but I think that you that you don't. You kind of no. fall, you fall in line <laughs> yeah, no. with that. I know you don't. Yeah, I know you don't. You fall in line there. Yeah, bro, um, lifting back. Yeah, and obviously, like you just stated, right? You built right. you built your foundation kind of in the gym. Yeah. Right. All strength training. There's always this conversation of women doing strength training, getting bulky. How much should they be doing? We have to kind of combat that in yes. our gym to a bunch on. No, you're not going to grow the biggest arms in the gym just by doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would. Yeah, right. um, so, how do you talk to your women kind of about strength training, about implementing it if they've never done it before? Just kind of how you put it in the program. That's a great question, and I think that's so important to talk about because what year is it? 2023. Yeah. Women are still afraid of looking yeah. bulky and manly. Like I've been strength training for over 10 years, and I still don't look the way I want to look. Yeah. I'm always wanting to build more and more muscle. It's very hard to build muscle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, women obviously have different hormones in their body than men do. We're not just going to look like, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger overnight. You know what I mean? And like to put on the point of that, like, <laughs> guys won't look like Arnold overnight <laughs> either. Exactly. Right? It's like, women, you're not going to get bulky. And like, guys, it will be very hard for you to get yeah. bulky yeah. And, and put on that much muscle. So it's need hard for everybody, help, right? Yeah. Testosterone, a little bit of different steroids, stuff like that, right? right? For that, for a guy. Yeah. So it's like. Exactly. We don't do none of that over here. <laughs> but, um. You know, we have a lot of women who have never lifted weights in their entire yeah. life, you know, and they are afraid of looking bulky or manly or gaining too much muscle. And I'm like, listen, like, it's just, it. you need to, I think they just need to start and they need to see it for themselves yeah. and they need to trust the process. And that's what makes a good client a good client. Like they trust the process and, you know, they, they allow you to guide them in the right direction, you know, um, but it definitely does come up for sure. Yeah. Um, a couple of things there, right? We can talk a little more about it, but I think that's a trusting the process, right? That's just testament to you and your coaches, right? Because people have to believe and have faith that you are trying to guide them in the right way, mm -hmm. that they feel comfortable with you in order to kind of take your, take your advice. Right. So it's kind of being able to break that wall down, saying, yes, yeah, start, take it, lead them more from where they are at. Right. And then build them up from there. But they've got to trust you first. So being able to build yeah. that confidence is kind of the first the first factor for any any coach that's watching. Right. right. Is how do you get people to trust you? But because you're trying to give them the best of yourself, not just because you're trying to kind of get some money from them. Exactly. I think building rapport is really important. Um, building a personal connection with your clients is really important. It's not surface level stuff. Like I get on consult calls with women all the time who cry, mm -hmm. who cry, yeah. you know, like your health and fitness is a very personal and touchy subject for a lot of people. So, you know, I find that, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty chill. Like I, you know, I ask people all the time, like you're nervous to be here. They're like, yeah, but now that I talk to you, like yeah, I'm not, fine. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thanks. Like, okay, yeah. good. Um, so I like to think I make people feel comfortable. Um, because again, it is a very like touchy subject for a lot of, a lot of women. Um, but yeah, building that connection and, and getting to know your clients, I think, is really important. Yeah. And you do that, you know, when you first have that first conversation with them. Um, but over time, and we work with our clients long term. Most of our clients work with us for 12 to 18 months, yeah. sometimes yeah, longer. It's, it's sometimes hard to, to do online, let it, right? 
in person. Yeah. In person, yeah. it's difficult to reach, right? Yeah. People also, you see them four times, five times a week, some people, right? And I can't imagine how hard it is. But I was going to take a step back and ask you more personally, right? We're talking about, right, eating macros, balance, right? You go out and have drinks on the weekends. You're eating pizza. You're eating the cereal. You're doing, right? He's like the brownies, the cupcakes, the Twinkies. All you eat is ice cream. But, right, but that's such a huge part of enjoying life, living life, ha- yeah. being able to do that and know that it's okay, right, and taking a step back. But I want to ask personally, right, were there any points in your life you could talk about from before lifting, right, not being athletic to before lifting, going into your, right, whole thing and not really training for anything specifically besides, right, getting in shape can be such a toxic thing for people, oh, yeah. everyone, men and women, right? There can be such a weird mental fight that people go I've through. I've been there, yeah. Right? Um, were there any specific points, turning points, big highlights, pivotal points in your life that led you to let alone, right, turn to like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to kind of count some of my macros and I can keep a balance within that box, right? But were, were there any other points, right, that you kind of were like you had to go through, like any, mm-hmm. any specific personal points? Mm-hmm. When I first started, like I wanted to compete. Like I wanted to okay. like do something like that. So that's like, what I thought was like cool, <laughs> yeah. right? But then over time, you realize that's not truly what you want. Like, I love food. I love to eat. I'm a big foodie. Like, you know, if there's a, if there was a donut right in front of me, I'd probably eat it right now. You know what I mean? But that's just – the competition world is not something that is a lifestyle. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a lifestyle for some people. Yeah, but for the average person, that's not something that's long-term, mm. right? And that doesn't need to be your goal. If it is your goal, cool, great. But if it's not, that's okay too. Yeah. Um, it can be a cool achievement. Exactly. Yeah, right? Exactly. Cool test but hard to maintain. Yeah. For a long hard time. to maintain. Yeah. yeah. So I remember when I hired a coach to like guide me through that, and he put me on this meal plan that was like, I don't even want to tell you guys what was on it because yeah. there was no carbs. Like literally, I was eating egg whites and like tilapia and like asparagus for every meal, and I was like, no, nah, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I can't do this. He had me doing cardio twice a day, yeah. every day. Um, and I lost a lot of weight, yeah, but my body composition was not where it needed to be at all. And I was like, what's going on here? And then that's sort of like when I started looking into macros and like, you know, more sustainable, you know, ways to go about my health and fitness. So um, that was like a life-changing thing for me. <laughs> it's, and that's, it's tough, right? Because you have to have, I feel like as coaches, that conversation with some people because they feel like, oh, in order to lose weight, like, oh, I have to go on that. I have to go on a diet. Yeah. And I have to eat tilapia and nothing, <laughs> right, for my entire life. And that's the only way I'm going to yeah. be able to wear a bikini next summer. Again, it's, it's like, that outside thing that it's like you feel like you have to be in there. Because that's yeah. what diet culture does, yeah. right? You go on Google and you search how to lose weight. That's what they're going to tell you to do, yeah. that you have to cut carbs, you have to cut sugar, you have to do X, Y, and Z, things that are going to make you miserable at the end of the day. And on top of that, you're going to have no energy. Yeah. Right? So how do you maintain that? Right? Exactly. So, okay, yeah. maybe you did it for four weeks and you lost a couple pounds. You feel terrible. You're, you're not sleeping well. Your workouts are terrible as yeah. well. Um, and now where do you go? Right? You're gonna you go, go right back. back. Exactly. To, to where you were before exactly. because you can't maintain that lifestyle. Yep. And that's why people will lose like 30 pounds but then gain it back plus some, especially people who do keto. Right. I'm not a big keto person. I know sure. that some people love that. Yeah. Um, but personally, I don't think it's, it's sustainable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people will lose a lot of weight, you know, doing keto or any other type of fad of diet. Um, and then, a lot of conversations exactly. About yeah. And then they haven't actually learned anything, like any new habits, healthier habits, you know, and they didn't actually take the time to change their lifestyle. So what happens is when they're done with that diet, they wind up going back to their old habits and then gain that weight back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they get frustrated. And that's 
that like all or nothing cycle that so many people are stuck in. I think that we like, and I know personally, I like to have this conversation with someone if we're talking nutrition first and you've, you've done nothing or maybe you tried keto or you're thinking about a diet that for you to be on. Like the first thing is kind of saying, all right, don't think about what I want to take out of this diet. How do I add something, right? Yeah. So I want you to add more water and I want you to add more protein tomorrow, right? And then we'll see where you are in a couple of weeks, right? Because now you're drinking more water, you're more hydrated, you're also eating more protein, so you're probably not able to eat some of the other snacks, things that you were having, and then we'll see where we're at. Yep. And then, right, let's let's just sustain a better diet, like putting better stuff in your body first, and then take out once you've kind of established a good routine. Yep. Absolutely. It's not about taking things away, it's about yeah. adding things in. Yeah, I, love that. I love that too, that was really good, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Couple, couple specific tips, any tips that you can give for our viewers or anyone listening, right, on, I know, like the protein coffee or sneaking certain things in, right, making things out of uh, Greek yogurt or certain, right, as a, as a base instead of other products, right? Is there any tips that you can give that you, do you have like five different diet tips kind of in your, in your back pocket um, that you'd kind of throw out to a client typically or, right, what are the most common things you kind of throw out to people either to add more protein, right, drink more water or are there any uh, cool like core things yeah. that you kind of throw out there? Yeah, so the biggest thing that I see most people struggle with is meal planning. Like yeah. nutrition tends to be the hardest part for mm -hmm. most people and they tend to overthink it, right? I used to do that same thing as well. Um, and the thing is, is like, like we were saying earlier, like you have to plan ahead to set yourself up for success. So like when you go to the grocery store, have a grocery list. Don't just go in there blindsided, right? Because especially if you're hungry, <laughs> yeah. exactly. worse, oh, worse. it's not, not fun at all. I've done that a few times. It's never good. Um, but have a grocery list. And on that grocery list, you should have protein sources, vegetables, fruits, and carbohydrates, right? Like mm -hmm. you need to have these things laid out for you and then use those different sources, the protein, the carbs, the fats, mm -hmm. and throw together a balanced meal. Having balanced meals throughout the day is what's gonna give you energy, good strength, it's gonna help with yep. your hormonal health, your metabolism. So go always have a plan with your nutrition, don't wing it. I think that's the most important thing. Cool, oh, love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I had one more question. I'm blanking out on what it was. I so I know we said, right? Ago and come back to it yeah, if you yeah, have it. I gotta grab it. As we kind of kind of bring it together, we asked about what are you great at with wellness, right? But like, what do you think you're not good at? <laughs> right? And then we kind of touched on that with ourselves too. We Only choose one of those yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't have to list them all, but it's like, all right, what are you working on for you, right? Because we're not, right? We're not yeah. perfect. We're not invincible, right? We try, we're just trying our best every day with our, with our clients as well. It's like, what, what do you think that, not that you struggle with, but it's like, all right, yeah. I know mm -hmm. that's the thing I need to right. kind of be better at. Hey, coaches struggle too. And by the way, coaches need coaches. Like yep. I yep. work with a coach. Yep. All yep. my assistant coaches have a coach. Like the most successful people always have a mentor, mm -hmm. right? And nobody is perfect. So I'll never say that I know everything or that I'm perfect. But, you know, right now I'm like, I'm trying to be in a cut, right? And, you know, it's the weekends. It's, it's summertime. I want to yeah. have some drinks. I want to have a little bit more fun, yeah. right? Have more, a little more flexibility with my foods yeah. that I'm eating. Yeah. Um, so some, some weekends, again, like maybe I'm not as consistent as I would hope to be, but we're all human, right? Um, but at least I'm aware of that and can dial things back when mm -hmm. need be. Right. Uh, sure. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, got my question back. Right, yeah. So I was going to go back and say, right, for you with this business, building it, right. Got the three coaches, got some of the salespeople working for you, right. Doing your, you're doing your thing. What's next? Is there anything next for you Ooh. in the mm -hmm. step, right? Is it hiring another coach? Just out of curiosity, this is more of a personal question. Um, so that's a great question. Um, if you asked me three years ago where I'd be today, I really wouldn't think that I'd be where I am, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. From um, doing like 150 cold <laughs> Facebook messages a day, exactly. like sitting there. 
Um, but that's really what helped me get to where I am. Now we have a totally different approach. I won't get into that today. But um, I, I always thought that I maybe wanted to like scale to the moon, right? We all want to scale to the moon, but I want to keep things small. I want to keep things personal. I don't need 500 clients on our roster. Quality. Yeah, quality over quantity. Um, goal is to just you know help as many women as we possibly can and possibly hire another maybe a fourth assistant coach down the line we'll see um but right now we're, we're doing pretty well pretty comfortable so yeah. who knows cool. <laughs> lizzie awesome thank you so much for joining us today yeah. we appreciate, appreciate it. it um congratulations right we, we're, we love to hear the way that you're uh, you're working with all these women um i think it's like a it's a it's a very good subset in the market um women I, actually, our biggest group in the gym are, are women. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're the most apt to join a, to join a 100%. class. Um, but sometimes it's hard to get them into, right? They may be busy, maybe doing some other things. Right. Hard to get them into into the schedule, get them get them moving. Um, but we appreciate everything you're doing, uh, right? And just in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you, right? Thank you for joining yeah. today. Thank, thank you guys for joining another episode of the Wildlife Podcast. We hope to see you again next week. Yeah, appreciate you guys.